0: Hello everyone, I'm your host Watson Prunier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiber Radio And I'm glad that you are with me as we go through another broadcast of Battle for Freedom on Mojo 5 Radio One of the amazing shows that you can listen to Yes, every show on the battle on Mojo 5 Radio is amazing If you go to mojo50.com forward slash schedule, schedule, however you pronounce it uh, you can see all the, whole, the shows that are available to you. If you want to interact you can go to facebook.com forward slash battle for freedom leave a message there and what we'll do is we will get into that particular uh, well I'll just get your comment, I'll do the best I can. I see Jamie and Linda thank you for joining and being part of the program uh, and we're going to continue uh, having fun here but you can't have fun if we're not sitting here talking about the official coffee of Mojo 50 Radio which is American Pride Rosas Coffee, American Pride Rosas Coffee, historically great coffee. Uh, and and actually you almost I would even dare to say monumental coffee because of the fact that they had experienced a severe tragedy earlier this year where they were they, the tornado came in, struck them, but they're back in business and they're ready to rock and roll because of the fact that, one it's an enjoyment for them to work for American Pride Rosas Coffee. But second because of the fact that uh, they have a passion to provide some amazing coffee and by a miracle of god they are back up and running many of their things were protected in the midst of the devastation uh and but they're still up and running and they're providing you some of the best experiences you can have with coffee american pride Rosal's coffee let them know that watson from battle for freedom sent you and you go from there not only american pride Rosas coffee but there is one more sponsor that we have to get into in here and that's new life holistic take a listen I don't know what you've been going through, but I'm certain that you're tired of the useless systems you've been wasting on money for therapy. Contact New Life Holistics by going to newlifeholistics.com right now. Give them the code MOJO50 and save $50 in your first session. Biofeedback may be the one solution that can help you. Try New Life Holistics today. New Life Holistic and let them know that Watson from Battle for Freedom sent you and uh, basically you can't go wrong with that. Uh, the reason I'm going to do something here. Today is Wednesday in the Word. I'm going to do something here because I spent like 75 weeks going through the Book of Romans and I really want to, uh, you know, as I try and demystify the Bible and I use uh, this tool, uh, you know, Talk Through the Word by uh, Bruce Wilkinson and uh, Kenneth Boa. Uh, I want to try and give you a synopsis of each book, and so I'm going to circle back on Romans. I'm going to circle back on First uh, Corinthians, just so we could offer a more uh, streamlined version of hearing this. So Wednesday in the Word again is my opportunity to Wednesday in the Word is my opportunity to go in and. Uh, give you a good understanding of what it is. I see Sarah and Amy. Thank you for joining and being part of the program. And the reason why I want to circle back on this one too is because I, 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 one, I want to, I want to, one, give you an overview, synopsis. I broke it down again. If you want to go, I'll. There'll be links I can provide for you that you can see all the other more in-depth versions of this. But let's just look at this. And the reason why I say the Romans revisiting and the righteous is because of the fact that it's a lot of unrighteous uh, activity happening on a lot of just evil wicked things happening and you know people are wondering well what laws do we what laws or what rules or what way do we restore ourselves back to a semblance of society and normalcy i dare say it's right here it's been right in our face this whole time the question is whether or not we want to abide by it or we want to see society continue to devolve so there are uh, Boa and Wilkinson basically have broken down the books and giving you an overview of this. And I love this because of the fact that I want to just kind of help you understand why I want to go back on this and I will see what you to see exactly what's going on. So Romans, I've always told you, is broken up into five major parts, but there are three bigger pictures of the, 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 the book. Verses the chapters one through eight are the revelation of the righteousness of God. Chapters nine through eleven are the vindication of the righteousness of God, and twelve through sixteen are the application of the righteousness of God. And as we sit here, the written about fifty seven AD, they believe it was in Corinth, the first 12 chapters or the first 11 chapters deal with a doctrinal perspective see a lot of it is what we know they say knowledge is power we need instructions you know uh, you know when you buy something and they or you buy something used and they say that the instructions aren't included sometimes it robs you of the experience of what the full process of that that life or that experience experience with whatever it is you bought would be if you don't have the instructions with you. I believe that many of us are struggling right now in this world and we'll see a lot of evil uh, because of the fact that a lot of people, many of us are not, we, we may have the manual and like men don't like to read maps and sometimes don't like to read instructions. Well, man, man and woman, woman uh, they basically Unfortunately, don't like to read the instructions. Hi Curtis and Heidi, thanks for joining and being part of the program. So it's doctrinal the first 12 chapters, and then the last four are 12 through 16 are about behavioral. What is our behavior? In light of the teaching that we've been given, what are the behaviors that we should see? In many schools, as you go through every particular grade, the teachers have a set standard of expectations of what behaviors they hope to see that the child will exhibit as a result of the instructions that it has on a week-to-week, month-to-month basis. There are milestones that need to be uh, achieved. And I think that maybe, is it possible, like... Uh, Kerr says, so is life like a Kia. Uh y- Yeah, you probably could say that. <laughs> you probably could say that. The only thing is that God is not going to have you confused, wandering aimlessly, looking at a whole bunch of different things that you don't want. He's not going to trap you in this life. Uh, if anyone's trapped in our lives, it's us by our own sin and our refusal to uh, listen to what his word says. Thank you for joining, Carolyn. Great to have you as well. So as we sit here and we look at this and, and we look at a couple of the verses, the key verses that were ascribed to this particular passage, the first one is the, the righteous shall live by faith for not faith, but for I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. I believe in the King James Version, it says the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The who are the just, the the people who live correctly, who live according to the law, who live in a manner that brings fruit and life to those who are around them. So is it possible that the reason why society is in the condition that it is, is that many of us are just not living, just, no pun intended, that there is no fruit in our lives. And so we are nothing but a devoured vineyard filled with locusts. If you want to, you can go listen to the broadcast on the book of Joel. They're talking about the devastation that, that took place then. And I believe the society is decaying society is falling apart because of the fact that we're choosing not to live by faith and we're choosing not to be just or, or we're living just good enough not to be totally offensive. <laughs> so we set low standards of mediocrity and then why and wonder why the world is in the condition that it is. God's word says the key word is the righteous. From Romans, the just, the righteous shall live by faith. The second verse that is ascribed to this particular passage is Romans chapter three, verses 21 through 25. And again, the reason why this is key is because of the fact that we need to understand who we are. If what is it? You can't help a person with a problem unless until they first admit there's a problem. this was to show that God's right show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. See the idea in what's being com- communicated here is we have a major problem. Society is devol- devolving because of the fact that we don't want to acknowledge the sin that we have in our lives, and so as I've said on millions of occasions before, Romans has brought it in brought down to five major sections or five minor sections and then there's a what wondrous list of um, just beautiful fruit and and instruction in those sections i've told you the first section is sin that you know you turn around as chapters one through three that talk about sin we hear the one of the key verses i mean the two key verses are in the first three chapters the just shall live by faith but the only way that you can live by faith is because of what god has done and this is very critical because there's a lot that's covered in those first three chapters and i don't want to spend too much time there but one of the things that we learn is uh, if i could if i could give you romans chapter 1 in a quick quick way it says the just shall live by faith but it shows us and we start the condemnation also actually if you really want a good if you want a good series go to uh, crossroad-community.com. I'll give you the name of the URL. I apologize. Uh, So because there's been a series with Pastor Andy Lee going through Romans, so it's really good. You'll enjoy it. As we sit here and we look at um, Romans chapter one, the just shall live by faith, but we're all condemned. So Paul lays out this thing. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, Because of our hard-heartedness, because of the callousness of our conscience, our consciences have been seared and they are overly callous, uh, we don't, have any compassion to understand and read the passage correctly that although people want to fixate and say that romans chapter one is the key verse of shutting down homosexuality it's a failure to read the instructions because before there's any communication about homosexuality in romans chapter one god through paul calls out all sinful behavior make no mistake even though we practice it in our lives to fixate on abortion or homosexuality or, or or whatever or racism or whatever it is or sexism we fixate on those things but god is is offended by all sin again it says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god so there is this condemnation that humanity faces because of the fact that we are all morally depraved And the only way that you fix a morally depraved society is to restore order. How do you restore order? You need instructions. And those instructions look like this. God's word. But you have to understand that many of the people, even as they're being given the instructions, they don't want to hear or know that they're doing wrong. So they'll fight back and do the best that they can. So we continue to put the word in their face so that they understand these are the rules to abide by. Please do not in any way ignore this critical time where society will only get worse if there is no instruction. What are the phrases we like to say? I want to get my ducks in order. I want to get my ducks in order. Well, <laughs> it, it's bigger than ducks at what the Bible's working on. It's it's getting hearts in order, but the heart. If, if you don't know that the heart is deceitfully wicked, like Jeremiah seventeen nine says, and the only way that you know this is by the word of God, you can't start the proper surgery in healing society. Again, right now as we deal with shootings that are taking place in this world, and even even racism in America. We can't deal with these situations if we're not looking at the heart. If we are not dealing with the best, the best cure for all the ailments and woes of society is Christ. But until we get to that point, society will continue to devolve. So, and, and when people get it sick and twisted, they think, well, I'm, I'm a good person. Uh, Romans chapter 2 shuts it down. And if there was any verse in Romans chapter 2 that sticks out for me, it's uh, verses 2.15 that basically says, because a lot of people are like, well, what about the people who never heard the Bible? They're still good people. Uh, no, <coughs> Romans chapter 2.15 basically says the idea that, hey, listen, if you are um, without the law, the law of conscience, your conscience that, you know, that, that basically tells you you shouldn't do that and you do it anyway saying you violated your own law you violated your conscience, you were guilty of sin, you didn't need the ten commandments, you didn't need 66 books of the bible, you basically had, become, you, you condemned yourself by going, away, going against the conscience that has been placed in your heart <sighs> Lord help us Lord help us Chapter three, of course, you know all sins, fall and sure, the glory of God. But then there's hope, and in the dark picture that Paul shares with the first three, the first three chapters, he gets into the third, uh, fourth chapter, which basically talks about salvation. See, now that you know that there's a sickness, now that you know that there's a plague, no pun intended, uh, we actually have the proper, we have the proper. A uh, drug to administer that's not going to profit any human agencies, but give glory to God. So there aren't any million dollar profits or billion dollar profit margins that you're going to see because of this. Now, sadly, there are some people who will use this as a weapon. They will use this as a means of controlling people who may, may not be able to read, who may not be able to fully understand, and not let them see, and not and keep them from seeing the freedom that's in Christ. Well, salvation seeks to remove all the bonds, all the condemnation to anyone who is ready to hear the message of hope that's provided in the Bible. So we get into chapter four and it talks about what faith looks like. And it's just not just four, but four and five. And and again, this idea of faith is not based on the what we do, not our works, not the flowery things that we think that we can do working in soup kitchens, t- rescuing cats out of trees and everything like that. We do those things because of the fact that we are we recognize the blessed position that we have, that we have been redeemed by God. But we don't do those efforts to basically be seen by man and celebrate ourselves of the goodness of what we do. Uh, again, I, 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 the Bible says the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing and the right hand doesn't know what the, the left hand is doing. And, and if we have to broadcast what we're doing and, and we have to show the people that we're helping in the midst of what we're doing, are we really doing it for God's glory or are we doing it for our own? That That's just my only concern is that, th- think about this. Jesus and the woman who was caught in adultery okay they were ready to stone her they were ready they ignored the guy who was also involved in the adultery because it takes two to tango and what happened was Jesus says with. Who's without sin be the first to cast a stone they are all basically walked away and they left and Jesus basically said to her go and sin no more But Jesus didn't go around the community saying, hey, look at what I did to this, this sinner. Uh, The word of God recounts the story for you. But it's not like Jesus is bragging about the compassion that he had on the widow or the, the woman caught in adultery. I think we should model that same thing, too. Not seeking glory for ourselves, but glory to God. And it's interesting, too, because we never get the name of the woman caught in adultery. We never get a picture of what she, we we don't know what she was wearing. We don't know what color of skin she is, what color, if her hair was straight or nappy or whatever. We don't know any of that. And I think we should follow the same ma- manner that in salvation, and in ministry, what we do is we serve and we honor and we glorify God and we bring zero attention to ourselves. We are only conduits of his love, mercy, and grace that goes out to reach people with the hope and the gospel message. But we also, if anything comes towards us, it's that we, we are the conduits that bring any praise and adulation through us and back up to God. If we are to be a conduit that basically receives anything. Let it be conduit that just redirect the praise that's on us and back to God, because salvation is all about Him. Everything that's going on is about what God is doing and what God has done beautifully in rescuing us from ourselves. Because until we get to that point, um, until we get to that point, it's just going to be a nightmare. There's a one um, in light of salvation. In light of salvation, I think one of the ones that I really enjoy here is is the idea of... Oh, what is it? Yeah, the just shall live by faith. It's Romans chapter 5. There's so much... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to chapter 5 here. And uh, let's give you this particular view so that you can see this because this is really stinking cool. I love this. Because... You know, for while we were still... No, this is actually my first... This is probably my favorite verse. Chapter 3 verses... I mean, chapter 5 verses 3 through 5. Not only that we... Not only, but we rejoice. Not only that, but we rejoice. So go to chapter 1, verse 1. Therefore, since we even justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also attained access by faith into this grace in which we stand... And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. But God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For While we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one would scarcely die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die, but here's the here's the nugget, and here it is uh, as to why we are redeemed, and this is just a snapshot of his goodness and kindness that w- that that we should be we should feel humili- humiliated that we're not willing to honor God in the way we live for his glory. but God shows his love for us in this. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. (sighs) While we were still sinners. It is a convicting thing. It is a convicting thing to show compassion and mercy on the people who offend us. It really is. Now, there are people who are hell-bent on basically being an offense and they have no desire to change. Well, they expect us to be the more mature individuals who uh, will bow the knee and bow the heart and bow our spirits to their rebellious um, and, um, what's the word, irreverent behavior. Uh, there's There's nothing wrong with loving people at a distance. Because there's no reason to continue to subject ourselves to being humiliated and abused verbally, mentally, physically by people who have no desire. But expect us to be good Christians, Christian doormats. No, that's not Bible. We serve. We do the best that we can to, you know, give glory and honor to God. But this whole Christian mat thing, it's, it's, it's very alarming because... It removes a boldness for Christ. And not meaning breaking down doors and beating people up, but it's about giving God glory. And until we get to that point that we're really ready to humble ourselves and let all glory, all attention go unto him, uh, we're not ready to uh, serve him. He must humble us. We must be decreased that he may be increased. And it's very key to us doing that. Because until we get to that spirit, we're in a lot of trouble. But I love that. That's probably one of my favorite verses. Is Romans chapter, Romans chapter um, five. Uh, We're about to go to come to a break, and then when we when we get to the break, after the break we'll continue on this. We'll look at chapter six through sixteen. We're gonna knock out the other sixteen really quickly as I try and help you understand. We're still in the now that you know we're finishing salvation. You know. And we'll get into sanctification, which is the next chapter, next few sections. I'm your host, Watson Prenier, from Battle for Freedom and Modul Fiber Radio. Let's go to a break, and I'll talk to you on the flip side. Flyline interruptions are definitely here to stay, especially given the incredible talent we have working at the U.S. Transportation Department. However, you don't need to fear these interruptions. You can be prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Jeremy Leahy is on Mojo 5 Radio. This kid comes home from school. His parents forgot he has early dismissal. So when he comes in the house, he hears these moans of ecstasy coming from the upstairs. He busts open the door. He catches his parents in flagrante delicto, And he screams his father. He says, what the hell are you doing with my mother in the middle of the day like this? The father laughs. Get out of here. So the father wraps up his session with the mother. And as the father's walking down the hallway to talk to the son, the Father hears moans of ecstasy coming from the son's bed. The father kicks open the door, and there's the kid having sex with his grandmother. To which his father, who's just angry and red faced, says, What in the name of God are you doing? And the kid looks at his father and says, yeah, it's not so funny when it's your mother now, is it? Standing ground with Jeremy Leahy. Listen, learn, and laugh. Wednesdays at noon, Saturday nights at 10, both Eastern, right here on Mojo Five O Radio. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com yes. Woman performs oral sex to stall armed robber at gas station until police arrived. Whoa. Oh, that's thinking on your knees. The Off-Track Syndicate. Sunday night, 8pm Eastern. Mojo five zero. Watson Prunier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiber Radio, and I appreciate every last one of you as we sit here going through uh, Battle for Freedom Wednesday in the Word, uh, and we spend time basically trying to demystify the Bible so that you don't feel intimidated by the 66 book love letter that's been given to us by God through His saints uh, and through the writers of the Bible. Uh, it makes things a lot easy for us. To really appreciate his goodness and his kindness, uh, honestly, uh, is a far, it's, an, it's an amazing thing that we can appreciate and um, love it. I just love it. Love the word. Hello, Renee. Thanks for joining and being part of the program. So as we sit here talking about, we're circling back and we're talking about Romans and we were just finishing in chapter five that talks about the whole idea of that. God loved us, you know, that, you know, um, and that through one man's sin, you know, we were condemned all because of Adam, but we've been redeemed, uh, because of Christ. So as we sit here and we look at this particular, um, we're going to go into chapter six, which now starts the whole the process of sanctification that it's, The sanctification process that deals with, unfortunately, our unwillingness to hear uh, and recognize that there are problems with us and we need to seek God's favor and living. And I think this is probably one of the ones that's really condemning for many of us who don't want to change. What shall we say then? Are we to continue that sin may that grace may abound? by no means? How can you we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We are buried. We were buried therefore by him by him by with him by baptism into death in order that just as in Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. And it's the whole idea that we turn around and we change our behavior, we live uh our and we live in a manner that's seeking to glorify God in everything that we say and we do. And sadly, one of the things that we don't want to change in this is because of the fact that if you tell me how I'm supposed to live, that means that I can't be as free as I want to, to be, uh, what's the word for this, uh, as a as I want to be. If you tell me how to live, then unfortunately I have to check my behavior. And we don't want that. We really don't. It's sad. It's, but it's who we are and God will work with us. He will lead us um, prayerfully to live better for his glory and for his honor. But I love this is just that, you know, we just can't stay in sin. Uh, There has to be changes in our lives. I mean, just as we expect to see some kind of growth in children when we send them from every grade. Uh, I, I, I sometimes, sometimes I see the way that we do church, we do ministry, we do Christianity. It's like a no-child-left-behind faith system. We never expect to see any fruit produced in their lives. We just scuttle them along as though... They have improved and they have met, moved better. But that's not what Christianity is like. It's a, it's like being like, let let me see if I can make this better. Whether you have a boyfriend or your girlfriend or your spouse, if you make commitment to be in a relationship with someone and they showed no signs of wanting to be committed to the relationship, wouldn't you can, wouldn't you question the nature of that relationship? If you basically said, you're sitting there, you're committing your wedding vows right before your family and friends and God. And you turn around and you're like, okay, I do. And then you walk away from the, walk away right there. The preacher's sitting there, family, friends, they want to throw rice or shoot bubbles at you. And you're like, okay, I'll see you later. I'm going to go to the bar and hang out with my friends. What? <laughs> Well, I think that many of us have that same mentality when it comes to our walk with Christ. There's no expectation for me to change my life. I'm going to do whatever I want to. And you can't tell me to do different. Oh, that's a wrong interpretation. Because Galatians chapter 6 talks about the whole idea of if you see someone caught, caught up in faith, restore them gently. Help them recognize, because this is about accountability. It's about about admonition, encouragement, and reconciliation. And not racial reconciliation, spiritual reconciliation back to God. But we can't do it if we can't point out an error that someone's doing. For some strange reason, pointing out error to people, it's like, don't use red pens to tell children that they've done wrong and they failed. Hey, listen, many of us have survived those emotional scars of seeing red littered all over our essays or our tests and everything like that. And for the creative teachers who put a smiley face on there in red ink, thank you, thank you. I'm still taking Xanax because I'm just joking. (laughs) But for some strange reason, we believe that we don't have to you know we don't have to change, like Renee says. It's growing in God. Jamie, are you walking in the Word or world or walking in God? Yes. Well, What is our behavior? And many of us, we say that we're alive in Christ, but we want to be alive in sin too. We want to be alive in the. We want to be alive in the in the death. Dead life that we put aside. Dead men walking. Dead men and women walking. It's like throwing on that Halloween costume and just celebrating on what is it, All Hallows' Day? Everybody just got to get out and get their costumes on because we just couldn't let that freak go. Well, that freaks called sin, and it's a cancer. It's been morally, it's been degrading society. And our unwillingness to let it go. Detach. Set sail. Is keeping us docked. And tied down. To. The worst conditions possible. Romans chapter 6. We can't live in sin. The last verse says it best. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus. The idea that we can't. We can't be looking to stay in sin because that's nothing but a life of death. Again, I go back to the relationship. If a, if a husband or a wife decided that they wanted to walk away from the pulpit after saying I do and live like I don't. Yeah. We have to. We have to be very careful. Yes, Renee, um, we'll definitely get into that about the delivery. Uh, The the problem, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, I saw this video the other day and it really bothered me. Do I agree with abortion? No, I don't agree with it. Uh, I believe that all life is sacred, even life conceived in the worst conditions possible. But there were these guys who were standing across the street from an abortion clinic with a big, huge megaphone screaming about you're gonna go to hell for having an abortion. And it broke my heart because God didn't tell you to do that. God didn't tell you to do that. Now, there are some delivery methods. did, did, Did John the Baptist have a little bit more of a sharp tongue when it came to giving the message? As long as we're preaching the word of God... If anyone feels condemnation, it's because their conscience is being probably awakened for the first time in weeks, months, years, or decades, or centuries. See, the word of God should be be that igniting fire that sets a blaze and burns down the the rotting corpse of sin and rebellion in our lives and we see in the regeneration process after salvation sanctification is the ongoing process of the engine has been started and it's time for the car to move it's time to put the the car in drive but if that car is in drive and it's not going anywhere sorry That's not D. That's the N. You've been in neutral. You can try and push the car along. But you're not going to get really far. And I'm telling you going uphill. It's going to be a challenge. (laughs) It's going to be a challenge. If we do not get into. If we do not get into this. We're going to. We just got to be careful. So there was a statement that was put in here, hate the sin, not the sinner. That's a phrase that goes around a lot. And let's, let's, I understand the premise of it, but we have to be very careful because, because the way that we have handled that, we have put on soft gloves to confront sin. And in the process, we don't call people out. Hate the sin and not the sinner. It sounds like a very good verse or a very good idea and concept. But I struggle to see it as Bible. I struggle to see it as Bible. Now, yes, Jesus Christ definitely exhibited it with the woman who was caught in adultery. He didn't hate the woman. He said, go and sin no more. But you know what he did do, though? He did say she was sinning. And I think that, unfortunately, hate the sin, not the sin. Their phrase has been translated as a, you can't judge me. That the people who don't want to be challenged. The people who don't want to be re- required to live different. Don't judge me. Mind your business. Stay out of my room. Stay out of my bedroom. Stay out of my mind. Stay out of my heart. Stay out of anything. Don't call me out. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've said this statement myself on many occasions. But I think we need to stop saying it. I think we just need to be Bible. Love our brothers and sisters. Love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love our neighbors as ourselves. But... You can't love your neighbor if you're going to be quiet. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yes, you're, it's a one-way road. Yes, there are a lot of snakes in that in that alley. If you go in that alley, there are a lot of snakes. There are predators. There are lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Oh, but I love them, and I, I want them to have the freedom to go into the town tunnel, regardless of the threat that's in there. And so what happens is, because hate the sinner, hate the sin and not the sinner, has been uh, uh, obliterated into let's be accepting in every form and fashion, whatever way. So we have zero expectations for people to show any kind of growth in Christ. (laughs) Are there people who speak from a bad pace? Yes. Those people who who were across the street who were yelling through a megaphone about people going to hell uh, for having an abortion. Yes. That is, is an epic failure. It's an epic failure, but you know what though? God has to be real and point out our sins. and now the person receiving the message makes it may be coming out it may it may see here's the problem. the heart is deceitfully wicked beyond all measure the recipient of the knowledge of sin and the teller of the knowledge of sin because the person who is doing it must if God is saying call out their behavior say what they're doing is wrong. I mean, look at look at what Jeremiah had to do. He was hated by Jezebel, he was hated by the, he was hated by the people. Christ Jesus, he said nothing in bad in spirit, but the religious leaders who did not want to be called out basically decided that they wanted to kill him because they didn't like the idea that he was stealing from their attention that's the thing about it is it because that even that phrase speak from a bad place, we got to be careful with the, we've got to be careful with the language because I think it, it, we have to be careful in helping people with, we have to help people with the whole process of the growth thing. And we just can't compound or not compound, but restrict, Fellowship and admonition and accountability with human words that prevent encouragement, admonition, because admonition is judging someone's behavior and trying to steer them in the right direction. And, and yeah, yes, and amen amen, Renee. God has to be attached to it, not our pride. Let's stick with that for a second there. God has to be attached to it, not our pride. Let's go back to, let's go back one chapter to my favorite verse. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us see in the midst of salvation we are sealed by the spirit of God you can see that in Ephesians and upon that sealing the presence of God is with us in our lives to encourage us to admonish us and so much more the process of sanctification isn't by our church the process of sanctification isn't by our pastor the process of sanctification is is by God and the venues of the church and the venues of what it is in Ephesians chapter 4 that talks about he said some have been given as teachers, apostles, preachers, evangelists, all for the edification of the body of Christ, all for the edification, for the building up of the body of Christ. So, yeah, no, no, no. is there a place for frying brimstone? I definitely believe there's a place for frying brimstone because sometimes you kind of got to raise the volume to get people's attention. Now, do I sit here and say, Oh, you a bunch of skank and hoes and dirty under No, no. Do you need to do that? No. Do you need to, like, because there there are there are a lot of peaches who are out there for shock value. So they say these words just to get people's attention, just to, like I say, Yeah, I said it. I said, ain't I said, ho, I said all these different things. And it was nothing about glorifying God, but lifting up self. That's all pride. And it's really sad because that's not behavior. I mean, sitting here saying, you know, uh, read your effing Bible and God, not effing caring about us uh, kind of defeats the purpose of basically saying that, uh, God is calling us to a better leaf living. If we have to riddle our language in calling people to live for Christ with a lot of explicatives <laughs> are we really encouraging people to live for Christ because it's kind of a conundrum i mean it's an oxymoron it's very moronic to in bad behavior encourage but good behavior that's pride. That's pride that stays in the bad behavior rather than wanting to live and humble ourselves in good behavior. And and most important, it's a begging that God, Lord, change me and make me more. Uh, are there struggles that we will face? Yes. Romans chapter 7 covers it. The things that I want to do right, I'm failing to do. The things that I want to do right, I'm failing to do, and I want to do better in my life. Romans chapter 8. Here's the part where I love our dialogue. Renee is in the idea of Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Let's look at that one, actually, because this this right here is the key to the whole idea of admonition. This is the key right here to admonition, and this is what our, our life is of encouraging one another in the process of sanctification is about. There's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But you have to understand that this predication is not, Oh, I believe in Jesus. No, 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 If we're positionally in Jesus, the car is in drive and we're moving forward and we have an eternal destination that is about to bring glory to God. And you know what? We may pull the car over to the side to pick up hikers. We may pick up people who may want to be with us on this journey towards heaven. But we don't get in reverse or if we do circle back in the car it's just to go get more people to take them maybe we will be a driving station that helps people get to where they need to (sighs) yeah amen 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 renee that's why i always pray for god to open the door so that my words penetrate the heart He opens the door. He will work on my behalf. Well, That's the thing about it. We work on his behalf, but I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't want to argue with you on semantics, but I know exactly what you're saying because I think we have to have that disposition. I mean, seriously, let's stay stay with this on this idea of sanctification, admonition, and everything like that. There's a big difference between what you just said there and me standing with a bullhorn telling people they're going to die and go to hell for having an abortion. It is just a huge difference. Can you stand in front of an abortion clinic and basically try and encourage people not to do it and try and minister to the people who are going in the door? Yes, you can. Please, because it's not just the life and the womb that we must be concerned about. We must be concerned about the wife who has the child in the womb. Two individuals, at least two, two individual parties, are present at that moment. And we must have compassion, not just for the soul inside the womb, but the soul that's carrying the soul inside the womb. And we pray that God presents us with the opportunities to minister to people, to let them understand you need Jesus Christ like you need oxygen. We need God like that's the language of those of us who are being transformed. We need God like we need oxygen. The Jesus' temptation in the wilderness cannot, in the desert, it can't just be convenient when we want to bring up these things, but the idea that Jesus says man shall not live on bread alone, but every word from God, that we have to get to that point where we feel like we had just been thrown out into space. The temperature has dropped out. We've been just shut out the air duct. We're now in deep space void where the temperature is dropping dramatically. There is no suit, there's nothing, and we desperately need our oxygen. Right now, society is drowning in its depravity, and we need lifeguards. We need someone to throw a life preserver to pull them out of the water and give them the ability to breathe in the air of life provided by God. Expel the excess water that's causing them to drown, but also we can't do that if the lifeguards are drowning too. And I think that the way we've been doing Christianity for so long, whether we have been we've been playing with soft gloves or we've been hitting people with maces. That people because I think that the spirit that Renee is calling out here in the reference of calling people out and encouraging them to better behavior. It's not about a, a, a spirit that's trying to edify and build up the church. No, it's, it's, it's a spirit that is doing the Thanos snap. You have the five infinity stones of, you know, that'll bring about the end of half of creation. And I think that that's what we see because of our partisanship, because of that doctrine and so much more that we don't allow room for maturity and growth. So, so what happens is here's the big anti Thanos ring verse. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are positionally living for Christ because they recognize without him, they could do nothing. This is not about snapping. And and again, because of partisanship, because of doctrine, we want, we, we want to gladly sell, send people to hell. (laughs) Uh, and, And many of us, we don't even need a collar. We don't need, we don't need a church. We do, we, sometimes many of us, we don't even need the faith or a denomination of Christianity to do that. Many of us do that as our atheists, Hinduists, Buddhists, Jewish, I mean, you know, Jewish. It's a wide variety. Every last one of us, Romans 3.23 says, all of us have and fallen short of the glory of God. Chapters 9 through 11 deal with sovereignty about the idea that God is in control. God is in control. And it is his choice. This, this is the one where we really struggle with because people don't want to hear this. And I want you to understand something. God in his sovereignty and in his decision chooses which hearts he will awaken. In his time. In his time. Was we have, we have, it in his time, in his time? He makes all things beautiful in his time. The idea and the concept is that God is the one who brings life out of the ground. Whether it was Adam in Genesis 1. Or it's your moment of rising out of the ground, rising out of the earth to be born again. And to a newness of life, a new creation, not the old, because that must pass away. And then in the light of that, I know a lot of you don't want to hear this, that God can pick his own team. Think about this. We will argue with one another. We pick our own sports teams. We pick our own athletes. We pick a lot of different things in this world. But God is the only person who doesn't have that right to do so that's troubling for us to have that mentality and in light of everything that we do in light of everything that we do let's look at the service how we live how does everything look goes here in the first two verses here the rest the rest of the rest of Romans is summarized in these two verses I mean honestly I think that You know, sometimes you read a proverb a day. I really believe that possibly one of the best things we could do is read Romans chapter 12 through 16 every day as well. I mean, read the Bible as much as the Bible you can get. But when it comes about what does practical living look like as a Christian? René says I live because he allows me to live. Bingo. He allows every last one of us to live. Let's go back to let's go back to this key verse. Because this is what was written around 57 AD. This is this is about 13 years of 10 to thirty, actually within a decade of Rome burning and Christians being blamed and persecuted in all the lawlessness that was happening in the land. Romans was given as a book of instruction of doctrine to understand how do we function in this society that's falling apart. And now let's look at the what does it look like for living according to his will and his way go back to the opening verse for I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in it the righteousness of God is real revealed from faith to faith as it is written the righteous the just shall live by faith folks it's that simple let's live for God let's live for his glory